0: Welcome back to the Strength and Speed podcast. I'm your host, Strength and Speed owner and Mudgear Battle Alliance pro, Evan Preparis. I've got a guest with me on the line that I am super excited about, and you're going to love this episode too. But before we get to him, though, a quick word from this episode's sponsor. This episode's brought to you by Mudgear. If you're not familiar with Mudgear, they are the socks that everyone wears at the start line of literally every obstacle course race in the entire world. So make sure you head over and check out some of the Mudgear socks. They've also got some shorts that I regularly work out in. If you ever see me posting videos, I'm either in those shorts or High elite. And then they make a lot of compression apparel, especially for the ladies. So any of the ladies you see on the Mudgear Battle Lines Pro Team Racing, they usually have Mudgear capris on or the uh, Mudgear tops on. So uh, Rachel Waters just raced, was it last weekend up at Spartan, uh, wearing the Mudgear uh, shirt compression top there. All right, let's get to today's guest. So joining me, I have Elias Tanous. And the the best part about Elias, well, there's a lot of awesome stuff about him. So I've known Elias since we were seven, and we were you know like super close growing up. We used to spend all this time in Boy Scouts, and then we you know went to college, drifted apart. Uh, I showed up randomly to his 30th birthday party because I happened to be in town, and then fast forward 10 years, literally haven't talked to him since then, and it got him on the podcast because he's a musician and he was the guitar or is or was the guitarist for a uh, crazy town for the for six years so he you know i, I think we all look at music music industry and we're like well how do you know if you've made it and to me like if you're the guitarist for a band that other people have heard of to me then then you you've made it so uh that's that's what he's been doing for the last six years so elias welcome
1: evan thanks for having me uh it's an honor to be here yes we have known each other it's a very uh I was smiling the whole time you were introducing me because it's uh yeah we've fallen you know maybe haven't seen each other but it was cool like that when you came over for the third my 30th birthday party it was you know I mean you're always welcome and you know like we're like
0: brothers forever so it's yeah, it's absolutely. always great to
1: see you and, and just thanks for reaching out and having me on on the show.
0: Yeah absolutely you know I love I love that this has given me you know guys don't typically reach out. We're we're terrible, right? Like we're terrible at staying in touch. And uh, I'm glad this show has given me reasons to reach out to people like you again and connect and learn some of the lessons we've taken from uh, the music industry and then apply them to obstacle course racing. So if you're just joining us for the first time, this is primarily an obstacle course racing focused podcast, but you know, obstacle course racing is essentially learning a complex skill. So what we do is we look at other areas of life, whether it be music, other sports, and we look at mastering a complex skill and then applying, you know, lessons of persistence and stuff like that and applying it to the obstacle course racing world. So let's start off talking a little bit about you and your music career. Tell me, you know, like, when did you start getting involved in music? And then when would you like, all right, I'm going to try and make this a career?
1: So you remember, I mean, I mean, I think you were even there, man. I had that. I would always been playing the piano. But remember, like, even like we were camping, I think, and like Alex Carras dude, break out his acoustic. Remember that? Yep. Yeah. I swear. And then I I was like kind of inspired by that. And a couple of people along the way, my sister uh, mainly, you know, has been a huge musical influence. My mom always got me and and practiced piano and and music with and and involved me in music when I was, you know, from a very young age so i think that um, what you said you know it's there's so many ways to link music to other aspects of of life especially um you know obstacle course you know you wouldn't think it but uh obviously there's like the cognitive sensory motor fine motor um there's so many things that like you know your your cerebral cortex like just all has to come together for you know to play music and i'm sure the same thing in tune falls you know in line when you're you're you know when you're doing the bars the you know whatever obstacle course you're doing you have to focus on that just the same way you have to focus you know you're when you're playing your instrument and the cool thing about also instruments is that i mean like the piano that's why they always say it's so great to learn on as a as a beginner instrument because you're not only playing the right hand you know with the you know the treble clef and and the and the bass with the left hand so you're actually playing multiple instruments at once and uh you can transcend that into any instrument which is why uh i started to play the guitar it was a little bit harder for me to transport the piano and the guitar was like kind of like that next instrument that struck me as like wow so this is uh you know this is a cool instrument and you know, I I just fell in love with practicing the instrument, practicing, you know, just like the same way again, let's, you know, we, you can relate that. And I teach piano uh, to kids and, and guitar to kids. And, and that's exactly what I, I'll relate. There's there, I'll try to find something else that they're passionate about. And I'll relate it, you know, practicing to the same thing as, you know, maybe if they're into basketball, you know, practicing their foul shots or baseball, practicing their swing, same thing, obstacle course racing, practicing, whatever, You know, and and enjoying, like trying to get them to enjoy the process of becoming better and understanding that there is there is a progress and you're going to have to fail and get through that and enjoy that. I think I think this, you know, like that's why, you know, it was a great idea to 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 ask me to be here, because to relate that point um, from music to to what you're trying to do is is very prevalent. So so but I, I I I started playing. When uh you know when when I was young and I uh I just you know I was told it's like the same you know same old music is very cliche man because it is it is what it is you get out there you just make a splash I tried so for so long with so many local bands and you know on my own trying to get you know and learning it like hard knocks way back you know before the internet was the you, know, you know and just seeing everything come and change and then moving to Los Angeles I you know we slept. I slept in the Hollywood Hills and I slept in the grass, man, you know, so, you know, I slept in a van, you know, not down by the river or anything, <laughs> but, but, you know, just anything I could do to keep the dream alive. And like everyone said, you suck. I mean, I, you know, I got kicked out of band. saying, but I don't think people, most people realize music, it's not about good or suck. I know so many talented musicians that are the best that I've ever seen, like talented wise music theory wise, they're all, you know, they've studied at Emma, you know, they've touted musicians and, you know, again, you know, even, even again, let's, let's relate this again to everything that you're trying to do with your podcast. It's like, I, I bring a whole element of performance as well. So it's, it's, there's an energy, there's, um you have to practice performing. It's not just, you know, playing and, and just being the best at, you know, doing, you know, that and, obviously it's it's you have to be practiced and be rehearsed and you have a set and you have to know the songs and you have to be extremely well prepared so that way you can you know be able to um like i said perform keep your head up you know hit cues be able to move around the stage interact you know make eye contact all that sort of stuff is really important during live performances and if you have a persona same thing like with your obstacle course racing and and it's the same thing or if you do something for your confidence um it's it's great. And music too, dude. And there's and another, one more thing I'll relate to it is that music and social participation, same thing. And like, you know, you get a lot of social participation, self-esteem from playing music. Same thing with with obstacle course racing. So much self-esteem, so much social participation. So, I mean, just just the, in there, I, you know, I, in this like six or seven things right off yeah. the bat in my head that I can think that relate right to to what, you know, you said.
0: Yeah, I, I want to go in. And I have like a dozen questions I want to ask simultaneously. But the first thing, so we went to my daughter, had a piano recital today. She's seven. And I was just floored. It was her and like five other kids and just floored with the confidence that these kids got. I mean, there's nothing else going on except you're staring at this one person playing the piano. And these like five little kids just got up there and, you know, played. And I was I was just very impressed with their, you know their ability to handle that kind of pressure. Cause I think a lot of adults would straight up fold under that pressure, you know?
1: Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it like, I, and I, I can bet you that they were nervous and they got up and they did it. And that's such a great thing to do. And yeah. even that team comment. And that's the thing. Once you get, it's like anything else I like, get, yeah, I'm going to keep relating it over and over again. <laughs> like when you first, you know, right when you're about to start the race, do you
0: get nervous? Absolutely. Yeah. So- Every time you just deal with it. Right. That's, that's part, it's the same, of, like relating part of the same thing. Yeah.
1: Did you ever like, like, um, I mean, you might, I know you, you always had a very like huge taste in music. Like we said, we used to listen to a lot of bands, but did, did you ever end up playing any like instruments or playing anything?
0: I played the keyboard when I was a little kid uh, for a couple of years. I took lessons for that. And then I played the saxophone, uh, through high school and I was singing a chorus and I was in musicals in, uh, high school so and then basically at the end of senior year that was that was the end of that but i had two friends growing up one of them being you the other one being my friend mark Capaldo, who uh the if you listen to the old episodes of this podcast the intro music is actually one of his songs um but i had two friends who like really tried to make it in the music industry um it was the two of you and you know it was always like all right well you know, I'm, I'm waiting for one of them to make it big, and then I'm going to quit my job and like work on their tour bus and carry, carry their stuff in. <laughs> but I, I had other other career aspirations that ended up taking off, so I did not use that plan. Uh, yeah. You know, that being said, I remember coming to your thirtieth birthday party, and you were like, w- when you were thirty, you were like, I was like, so you still you still doing it, the music thing? You still gonna you still going for it? And you were like, no. You're like, I'm tired of – I'm, I'm going to paraphrase here, but it was something like, I'm tired of sleeping on the couches of random people's houses where people are doing drugs next to me. And it was something something like that, and I was like, oh, so I guess that's that's done with. And then you fast-forward a couple of years, and our friend Stye, um who if anyone uh, followed OCR America 1, uh, he was one of the pick guys on the pick crew with me, and he's been a, at a couple bunch of races too. Um, he runs into you and he's like, dude, Elias is the guitarist for crazy town. And I was like, what? So what changed, you know, we, when, at, when we were at 30, what changed that made oh, you keep nothing, going?
1: Nothing, nothing changed. I,
0: I, <laughs> I said, I don't even remember saying that, but that it's so funny. Cause I feel like I definitely said that. <laughs> no, it, it like, cause it, it's stuck in my head. Cause I was like, yeah, that, uh, you know, cause I'm like, I'm getting ready to get married and like starting to settle down. And you were just like, I'm done. I'm I'm absolutely done. So look.
1: yeah, man. So I you know it's like the same thing. I, I I I left. You know how many times can you get stabbed in the back and cut, cut in the face, rejected, mm-hmm. um, you know till it breaks you down. You know, and then that's what happened to me. I, I think I'm like so thirty. I at thirty so It's already been so long since then. Wow, it's so good to reconnect, man. But like, then I moved to I. I, that was, so that was before, so then I moved, I, that was before I moved to Atlanta. I, I think so. I think you yeah. were still in
0: New York at that
1: time. Exactly. So I still, I, I was in LA and then I, I think that was when I sort of lost my way a little bit, dude. Honestly, I, I was partying in LA like all the time. <laughs> uh, all my friends are like, we're, are huge like club promoters and like they would, it would, you know, they're, and they're involved in the film industry and, you know, they do business and real estate. And I mean, they're all really like motivated. LA is a cool place. Great city. I feel like it's, I've just visited. It's crazy to see what's happened to Los Angeles. Um, wow. And then Atlanta, Atlanta's a great city. It's, it's uh, that musically, um, so LA was, it was becoming a little bit bad for me. I left to do, to pursue music still in Atlanta. I thought I had a better opportunity there was presented. So I moved to Atlanta that ended up, you know, fizzling out as well. So again, it was like another letdown. And I was like, again, you know, if, if I had seen you at that point, like six years later after that, and you said, so are you going to do it, man? Are you going to give it up? i am like, yo, I'm done with music don't ever, <laughs> I don't ever let you know, I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm playing music anymore. And then I started selling cosmetics because I had the idea of, to import clay from where my mother was born on this Island in Greece. I imported clay with, I called my cousin Adonis and I was like, <laughs> I called him and started speaking in He's like, he thinks I'm all crazy next thing you know this clay shows up here on like from a, i shipped it over it was crazy it was so hard to get this clay and my mom and so i
0: vaguely up. remember this i don't know how i don't know if we saw, I saw it on social media or something but i vaguely remember uh here yeah about so, this. so
1: i have greek clay greek clay is you know i started this you know company greek clay as well and i so i i when i left music i was like man i gotta really learn how to i was like something that i wanted to do so i I learned sales. I learned how to sell cosmetics um, for this company. And I, and I would sell a bunch of products. So they turned, they really helped like train me into a salesman. And I would apply the same principles that they taught me at Greek festivals where I would sell the mask. And it would, it would, it was like, I did the same thing. The same. <laughs> I think it's enough time has passed where like, I can't get in trouble for like, yeah, I think, I, I think that time has passed. I like, but like I, I I did the same thing and it worked, because it was like they use so many psychological things like, um, like uh, indifference and you know greed factor and all these things to like entice you to So like you just I learned all these awesome things there, just learning and learning, man. And then all of a sudden, I get a, uh, I, I, I see that Seth. I I had, was work, I used to work at the Whiskey a Go-Go. You ever heard of the Whiskey a Go-Go? Yeah,
0: it's famous. I, 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 I'm not involved in the music industry, but ever, I think everyone knows that one if you have any used pulse to, in the music. I used
1: industry. to work there as the lighting guy, right? So I used to do lights for all these dope shows. So I did it like for Alice Cooper, Motley Crue, Asking Alexander, everyone you name it, like the new, like this, this awesome, awesome job. And I did lights for Crazy Town and I met Seth. So then, you know, fast forward years later, uh, I saw that Seth was looking for, not looking for, but he had just posted that they were going on Make America Rock Again Tour. This is in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Make America Rock Again Tour with Trapped, P.O.D., oh, um, Puddle of Mud. I was, like some dates, it was, and, and who else? Um, Alien Ant Farm with the best and saving able all great dope bands. and we got to just uh so I, I went on this audition of the so i called seth i didn't call him i messaged him on instagram and he messaged me back and he said yeah we have uh, uh auditions tomorrow he gave, and then I, I said i'm in atlanta he calls me he's like oh he's like you're in atlanta he's like that's great we have auditions tomorrow see you there so <laughs> <was it>. tomorrow <laughs> So he sends me a list of songs to learn. He, uh, he makes, you know, and he says you got to be there at 2 p.m. tomorrow, Am Studios, North Hollywood in Los Angeles. I know where that is, you know, because I've been there before. And so I, I had to book the plane, you know, learn all these songs, get there the next day, be there by 2. And I started, like, thinking that night. I'm like, oh, no, it's just too much, you know. And my good friend at the time was like, yo, you have to do this. You you know you have this opportunity, and I said, you know what? At worst, the worst, I'll just go and see my friends anyway for a few days. You know what's the worst that could happen? He's going to say. So I went out, took the opportunity. I, I literally got there at two, like sweating my balls off, like literally pushing my amp up, and then it was Seth and Brett, the two lead singers of Crazy Town, you know, the original members, mm-hmm. and I played in front of them. There was a couple other guitar players I know auditioning, and then, you know, obviously I got the part. So I've been the, I am the guitar player still to this day. That's so awesome. it's like, uh, yeah, and, and it's it's been incredible. We've been all the way, we've toured, you know, the United States like eight times and we've been to Europe multiple times. We went all, we played in India. We went to Australia and New Zealand. So yeah, so my, everything that, that I had ever, ever wanted to do and strive for in music, you know, I, I finally... And and like you said, and and not even you know because I had left it again, man. It just was another random, random audition. Yeah. Like, so it's and and that's the thing, like you have all these things. That's life, you know. You plant seeds, and then you know one of these days, like the seed sprouts because it's it's ripe, it's prepared, or you're you're ready to go when when the opportunity calls and. I was really prepared for that like I was I know I was doing all my jumps like I was so like into it and now we've been through so much since then I mean geez man so when the coronavirus hit it's cool that this podcast like that's why so I, I'm studying um I, I applied to get for my for my doctorate at, at, uh, at NYIT so I'm you know, at the same time, you know, while touring with the guys who have been super supportive, you know, when I can and I'm in, you know, I'm in this program now and I'm hoping to bring, you know, the, like help kids, you know, with music in some fashion. So tie that awesome. together.
0: Yeah. So how many, do you play multiple instruments or just a guitar and the piano? I'd say mainly,
1: mainly guitar, but I mean, you know, piano and then, um, like, you know, obviously, like, bass guitar, but I'm not, like, a bassist. Got it. And then, like, if you're, like, maybe, like, a small drumbeat, but I'm not a drummer, you know what I mean? Got if it. I can, I can, maybe I can fill in, but just a guitarist. Yeah, right on. I got
0: a lot of stuff going on, man. I can't. <laughs> 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 yeah, so we mentioned it, you mentioned it a little bit of, earlier about, like, you know, people telling you you suck, or you getting kicked out of bands, or getting backstabbed, et cetera, right? Like... You know, there's a saying like big symbols make big targets, right? So if you want to be famous or you want to be successful, um, you're gonna attract a lot of praise and a lot of good attention. But you're also gonna, you know, people will hate you for sometimes no reason whatsoever. Um, people will say nasty things, right? So how do you uh, deal with the you know the good and the bad that comes at you as a you know as a public figure?
1: Uh, that's yeah, I. I... I feel like, um, yeah, you're totally right, man. No matter what, you're never going to please everybody. No matter what you do, somebody's going to like it. Somebody's going to dislike it. Someone's always going to be a hater. Yeah. You probably don't even know it, but you got haters, you know, even like closer than you think too. you know, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, at the end of the day, none of that matters as long as you love yourself. If you internally, if you have no beef with yourself and you can look yourself in the mirror and you, you know you deserve what you're getting because you're putting in the hard work and you're trying or, you know, you're trying to balance. And as long as you're trying your best, which only you know, then that's fine. So it's hard to put yourself out there, man. It's hard to post. It's hard to, to, to do all those things because, yeah, people love people love to put you down. People most people do. That's why it's even harder to find the people like that's why they say surrounding people. It's hard to find those people, man. It really is. Because those are far like those people are 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 it's sadder to say, man. I I, I don't know. I, you gotta really, you know, find the good people and make sure that the people that you're around with aren't like, you know, I think about we even talked about it, my friend, like it's crazy because we were like, dude, growing up, like our friends sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I wish like we had like my like my like you know like Adam like you think of some crews that like worked together and helped each other. I think even younger generation like our crew was just like always. Any idea we had, we made fun of it, like put each other down. <laughs> horrible, horrible kids. Like, and now it's it's good that we've matured and stuff. I just I hope to pass on like better better uh you know lessons and hopefully someone will listen. Even though you know kids, we know all know kids don't listen man it's just no <laughs> <reason>.
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely so how much of your time when you were like trying to make it as musician did you have another job and how much of the time were you like all right I'm 100% focused on mu- music or like I have this side job just to make sure there's some sort of money income uh, coming in you know like, give me kind of like a percentage like how how much of the time were you like all in on music versus, you know, working at the lighting job like whiskey ago? Yes, yeah,
1: so yeah. And then lighting job at the whiskey. So it was kind of tailored because I would get my band shows there as well. So it was tailored around music. I would always teach no matter what throughout these years I've been teaching. So even when I was in LA, I built up my own private lessons. So that's how I always had cash flow. Mm. So no, no matter what random job I had, and I had a million random jobs along the way. I mean, I like from dishwasher to, you know, um, to, to I was the guitar, I was the guitar tech at the rock and roll fantasy camp. Like, you know, from the Simpsons, the rock and roll fantasy camp. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it, it exists. Okay. It's real. Interesting. And, Unaware. And, and, I, and my buddy, oh man, because another job I had, oh my, the first job I had coming to LA, this is crazy. I worked for this company. It was called Hit music group and he was like yeah guys so what you're gonna do is you're gonna be reading these scripts and we're gonna get people's music into movies and me and a couple this is my i just moved to la and this is so cool for me and i met this guy joe little and and hans eichmann right and they're so it's so cool i'm still friends with both those guys by the way hans you know he he got me a clear tone string um sponsorship he works for them he works for like every music company he's the man. And Joe Little is the best guitar player, dude. So that's what I'm saying. Such a great guitar player and a great teacher. And he got me involved in the rock and roll fantasy camp later on. that I spoke about. But I met him first. He was one of the first people I met. But this guy was, uh, it turned out, this guy had us pitching movies, right, that were already came out, which we discovered. And we're like, we, we approached him with the script and we're like, yo, dude, you, this movie's already came out. We're scamming people. And he was like, no, 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 don't worry about that. And we were like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, yes, we're worried about this, dude. We quit. Like, so, like, we quit. And obviously, like, he got, like, shut down. We don't, I don't even know what happened to the guy, but, we, like, all three of us. Because we were musicians. And I remember, like, speaking to people, and they were like, yeah, this is. And, like, they would give, you know, it's like you're pouring your heart out. It was such, a like, a scam. And then I started to get into the L.A. thing, and I started to see all these scams. And I started to see how messed up the music business is. The music business is really sad, man. It's like you could really take advantage, especially like when you're at the top of Mm. people's people. you could prey on people very easily, man. And their, and their dreams, because a lot of people's dreams they want to do, they don't even really know what, what it it is. It's such, it's all an illusion, man. Mm. (laughs) Way to God. Wild. wild it's wild man and and yeah it's it's a lifestyle that's not tailored for many and that's why it again becomes cliche that's why you see a lot of addiction and a lot of you know stuff involved in the music industry because there's a lot of time a lot of reflection you know you are where you are sometimes you can't control things that you want to be around and you have to be where you are you know so compartmentalizing um it's it's tough man it's yeah. tough
0: so what? Let, let's say you uh, meet a relative or your own kid or, you know, like uh, there's a, someone listening to the podcast who's still, you know, young, 20, and they want it. They're like, I love music. You know, I want to get involved. What, what advice do you give them? Do you tell them just steer clear? Or do, you, <laughs> yeah, do
1: you ever see, you remember uh, Billy Madison when he's like, I want to go to high school? And he's like, no. Well, no. <laughs> he year yeah yeah <laughs> i want to like there was this one kid who came up i used to have, like crash karma it was like crash karma and he was like wow this is all i want to do it's like i can't wait to do this and i was just like <laughs> <laughs> no no i'm just kidding man dude are you kidding me it's the life it's 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 it is a dream it. it's 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 the coolest thing ever you get to you get to travel around with your homies rock shows you know, you get to meet so many people, make so many friends all over the world. Try, see all, you know, it's it's, and you get to create the music. Creative process is amazing. You know, that's never monotonous. You know, it's not like going to like a job every day. The music industry rules. I would say anybody that wants to get into music, it's hard to, but you have to clearly define what you want out of it. Like if you just want to, you know, have it as a hobby, great. If you want to take it seriously, then that's a whole different thing that you're going to have to, you know, I would say, talk to somebody like me that's been in it for like 30 years. That's where you get, or like, you know, let's relate it. Let's go back to why we're, you know, here for the podcast, same thing. If, you know, if you want to get into, I, was, I would, if I wanted to get into these tough, you know, these competitions and stuff like that, you're the first person I would go to to ask like, so what do I do? How do I start? You know, when do you think it would be appropriate for me to even try to get into a tournament, you know, et-, et-, et cetera. So, or like, let's say like you're a golfer, you know, because, you know, and you like you can't just go and join tournaments, you know, you'd have to first become like a great golfer and then bring your score down in order to be able to even play in the tournament. So, you know, there's, there's
0: steps. There's steps, man. Gotcha. You gotta,
1: you gotta, you gotta be
0: bad to be good, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, there's a saying the, uh, the price. Was it the price of admission? Uh, I'm going to screw it up. Damn it. Um, uh, the, oh, the, the price of becoming a graceful master is being an awkward beginner or something like that. So, <laughs> it's something like that. You get the point. You get the
1: point. I could show you a, a T-bone by showing your, showing your head of a butcher is Tommy
0: Boy, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, dropping all these like 90s references. There's going to be some people on the podcast like, what is going five? on? Come on dude, of course I am. <laughs> it's not 90s are awesome. That's why. Anyway. Yeah. Um have you ever heard of the 10,000 hour rule? Are you familiar with that? Yeah, I am. I so, am. I think it's like 30,000 at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so I I love quoting that just cuz it um I just think there's a lot of value. You know p- people practice and they're like, "Oh, well, I'm not good enough yet." And it's like, "Well, you you've only been practicing for a year." Like you know like for obstacle course racing or for anything really it's like like you need to be you need to be training consistently or playing consistently for like years before you reach a certain level right like i crossed over into obstacle course racing in 2014 but i had been i ran my first marathon 11 years earlier and i had ran cross country in high school before that right so like i had mm-hmm a lot of running experience by the time I showed up the world's toughest mudder, the 24 hour obstacle course race and and ran that one. And I did, you know, pretty well for my first year. So, um, yeah, I think any, any kind of words of wisdom on that experience.
1: uh, I'm sure all that experience helped you man already along the way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You already knew a lot of stuff,
1: dude. Yeah. uh,
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I I took experience from the military about like quitting and persevering. I took, you know, uh, I mentioned we were Boy Scouts together. I took, you know, lessons I learned from like Blue Nose, the winter camping, about like staying warm and applied that to the race because you have to stay warm because it's it's you keep getting wet and it's cold. And um about like hyper like first aid from Boy Scouts. like I used it during uh World surface Motor again because I'm I'm cold and I'm like I'm freezing. And it's like, well, I know I'm not like my body hasn't given up yet because then I would think I was warm, even though I'm not. Mm-hmm. And um at some point I did actually hit that point, but I'm not sure if I actually warmed up or if my body was starting to give up. But uh I just rode through it. It went fine. Got through? I I made it through I made it through to the end. Uh but yeah, any uh any just kind of comments on persistence and practice you want to share?
1: How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Yeah. No, I mean yeah, persistence and practice is the name of the game. So what happens if I didn't you know if I didn't go to the audition? Right. You know, what happens if, um, you know, when I talk to you, I just stayed here, you know, like, I think persisting and it's like, it's tough because you always have to break down your um, comfort zone, you know, like when you get into a comfort zone, dude, like you get all comfortable and, and you don't, you know, you're in your routine because we're very routine as, as a human species. Um, I think as, as our animal, like where we have a routine, but so when you try to break it, like you start to get nervous, you start to be fearful. You start to feel these other emotions that, you know, we associate that are supposed to be bad, but they're also very good because they make you stronger. Hmm. So you have to embrace those. You have to embrace the fear. Like even going on a small trip, sometimes now as you get older, it gets harder. I know when you're a kid, like, man, when I was 18, like I'm saying, I used to roll around in the mud. I didn't even care. Put me out there. I would, like, you know, I <laughs> didn't I didn't even need a room, yeah, I would just sleep outside. I didn't care, but <laughs> yeah. now it's like, man, I you know my rest is so valuable, like I do need a routine, man, and now it, I'm in school too, so it's not like with well, the way that school was for me, I'm like, you know I need to be prepared, I need to be ahead, I can't cram it, it won't just won't work otherwise yeah. i I won't be able to retain the information yeah, so
0: you know it's, you it's, it's it's crazy, you mentioned like what happens if I didn't show up, like I can't even count the number of races. I was like, oh well, you know, I'm not gonna get on the podium at this. one. I'm just going out there. I'll do my best, and we'll just see what happens. And then like other people get stuck at obstacles, or they fail, and or some, you know, some of the top people don't show up. And yeah, you I never am. know.
1: Every race is different, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So Every I mean, race, I'm sure. Yeah, I can't. Like I said, I can't. I literally can't count the number where that's happened. Um, so let's talk you a little. Might be, bit you here.
1: might, you might be the top dog, and then something might happen to you.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely. <laughs> Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about the future. You know, you mentioned you're, you're still the guitarist. You're going to school. What's uh, what's the future look like for you for the next couple of years, at least?
1: I think I think the band's on the, you know, I always like to say the band's on the up and
0: up. Like, you know, you're
1: like, are you going to lie? No, it would be funny if you asked me just the same question. So are you going to uh, continue doing music? I'm like, well, I, you know, I, I just, right now I, you know, I am. I uh, can't say really what the future holds. I know that, like, we have a lot of great things coming up. We got, you know, tours coming up, music coming out. We got all this, you know, cool stuff, you know, happening. And um, I think that, though, with my OT, it's like I have another opportunity and another path to really, like I said, do something with music and kids and, you know, help other people in a whole different way. Use music like that. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens, man. But it's like, I have at least like, you know, those, those opportunities and and the amount I've learned. So, you know, learning, you know, is, is is what we all strive to do. I think it really, you know, helps us to keep us, you know, young and it helps to keep us, you know, uh, involved. And so it's been great to learn at school. I love it. It's like the amount of knowledge that I've learned in this past year, because I started over the summer. So it's just only been, you know, a couple of semesters, but it's been really, really great. Mm-hmm. So learning all the muscles in the body. And it helps me with music. It helps me with, it helps me with that. It's everyday, like stuff, you, you know, it's cool to know. So it helps me with balance my health, health management. So there's, there's a lot of cool things. I, that's what I want to work on with kids, like self-esteem, social participation and occupational performance. And there's a lot of things with oc- occupational therapy and what you do, you know, like, you know, with sports and, and, you know, um, people who, who do these races, you know, they work with OTs all the time. It's, so that's cool.
0: Right on. Good stuff. I okay, got a couple more questions, and then we're gonna kind of wrap it up. But um, you know, one of the things we like to ask people is tell us something people would be surprised to know about you. So kind of the more random, the better. What do you got?
1: <laughs> yeah, I
0: got um.
1: Oh man, So surprised to know. That's that's definitely like random. I have so probably so many things, but uh. Funnily, uh, very, very, very fun, I guess, is that when I was in L.A., I actually was on a, um, you know, like those dating with web uh, shows on TV? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so I was on one of those dating shows on, on television. Amazing. Yeah. Did you, like, was it one of the ones where you have to get picked or were you the one like dating the women?
1: No, no, no. I had to get picked and I got like herbed in like the second round. They were like, <laughs> they like, get rid of this guy. Get rid of this. Guy. <laughs> Can we know the name of the show? Yeah, sure. It was the show called Excused. Excused. So I, I was I was excused on uh, excused myself to their limousine and then to their to their alcohol. And then I cried <laughs> <laughs> myself to sleep.
0: <laughs> right on. Right
1: on. <laughs> They no, yeah about. that was a really fun experience actually it was fun hey, no, so, they uh, made me play they made me play like the music guy like they involved they like that whole aspect they were like okay you're the music dude you come in i'm like all right so i like started like doing the like, air guitar it's, it's really funny I, I don't know where it is but i mean if you can find it it's it's hilarious i'm
0: sure <laughs> yeah the, you know that a lot of those tv they, they make you lean into whatever you are right so like they'll take an aspect of you and they'll be like yeah yeah keep doing that Right. And then they cut away anything that doesn't fit to that persona. Right. So they like you look like an extreme version of yourself sometimes. Yeah, they can they
1: can really edit you into any any yes. way, shape, or form that they want. Yeah. A lot of that Simpsons, remember another that Simpsons where he's to the clock in the background. Yeah. <laughs> it's jumping. It's jumping as he's yeah. Yeah. So the the
0: one where he robbed
1: the Venus de Milo that one did The gummy yeah. Venus.
0: De yeah. Milo. <laughs> I love I love how you're referencing Simpsons of, like, season three. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think they're up to, like, 35 now or something. You're like, I oh, yeah, the Simpsons this. from season three. I haven't three.
1: watched Simpsons since then. Yeah, so neither, I... Am
0: I, neither am I. Neither am I. Like, I only get Simpsons references from, like, basically when we were in high school. If you if it's exactly. after 2000, forget it. Like, I don't – I will not know what we're talking about.
1: I agree. What about you, though? So, do you – do you not get to answer that question? You don't so uh, yeah,
0: question? what I do is I usually try to match um, something my guest said. Um, I've never been on a dating show. I did the, the, the college where I met my, – my wife's not going to listen to this. So I'm going to tell story. <laughs> the story. And then I got another one. So the college <laughs> that I met my wife at – so I went to Hopkins. My wife went to Loyola. And um, before I met her we, – we, we hadn't met yet I, – I hooked up with a girl at a party – who was on their like a, a dating show uh, like they had, they had like a college dating show that was filmed on campus and it was like broadcast on their local college station okay, so beautiful. i i i I had uh made out with her at a party at one point but the one i was going to use for this episode um <laughs> and i've been saving it i've been saving it because I, I, I knew i was going you to bring your wife is going to
1: listen now you're just going to get trouble for no reason at all all right
0: <laughs> go sorry. ahead so you know you know, when, when, you, when we're named, when a lot of people name their kids, they're like, oh, what about, you know, Jennifer? And it's like, oh, well, I, I knew a Jennifer once and she was obnoxious. So we can't use that name. So yeah. when we were picking my son's name, we picked Elias. So I, I didn't name him after you, but you're a good enough friend growing up where I was like, I only know one Elias and he's awesome. So let's, I, I love that name. So Really? Yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's awesome, man.
1: So That's a, that's, that's a surprise. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: So I saved, I've been saving that for for this episode. W.
1: How's uh? How's your? Everyone's good.
0: Yeah, everyone's okay. good. Everyone's doing great. Now, um, since you know me as a as a as a boy, and I growing up, we were Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts and stuff. Do you have any? Would you like to share a story from our youth? Um, Man. Well, I mean, I I, I got I got one. I want to see if you remember it. It's I kind of embarrassing so for years. for me, but I mean, I got I, I got like a dozen. right? Dude, how many embarrassing
1: stories do I have? Are you kidding? <laughs> um, the time—I mean, embarrassing. I mean, I, I could—I can could embarrass myself so badly that like Sty will laugh, listen to this <laughs> for, the next, for the next year. But oh, dude, like remember the time that I put hot sauce. I like when I put hot sauce in everyone's what I, I I would, they were all sleeping (laughs) and like, I think what did I do? I rubbed, I put hot sauce on was it their fingertips or was it? Yeah. And then, and then I was their fingertips and then had them,
0: we tickled their nose and their ear and had them. And then they ran all crying I I don't know what we got one. I think it was maybe Kenny Anderson or something. We got, you got someone and he was like, crying because he was, was
1: oh yeah oh, it was regano was it regano, maybe,
0: maybe regano? i don't, I don't
1: know. know but then dude oh then another hilarious one it was when like we were really young and we were at i was like i don't know if it was only uh uh um Ontario. Ontario or, or uh but anyway i was like because nirvana was just came came out and i was like just like walking across the campus and i was like rape me <laughs> <laughs> and <mine>
0: and then, <laughs> inappropriate for boy scouts to sing yeah. <laughs> in hindsight that was
1: really wrong master was like what get over here right and then like i was like oh oh no oh i'm sorry No, it's the song i swear you listen to it like what is the trash
0: yeah oh <laughs> my goodness it's so funny oh, like man. you think back and you, you don't realize how inappropriate some of that stuff was like as an adult you're like oh my goodness you can't you can't listen to that or you can't say that. No,
1: no, not at all. Like just randomly some kids saying that like like you know, like trot- trottling by like yeah. it's terrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Um, yeah, so just embarrassing like stupid stuff like that. Immature that you yeah. should have to learn by making. You have to learn by making mistakes, man. You can't you can't just know. You, you you the best. That's why I like making mistakes now. You make a mistake or same thing over here like yo, know, making mistakes is the
0: best way to learn. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's for, again, take it back to obstacle course racing. There's obstacles I've failed in competition that are now like my strongest obstacles because I failed them in competition. And I was like, well, I don't like that. That's never happening again. And you just practice it to a thousand times. Yeah. Yeah, So it becomes like a strong point for you. That used to be a weak point. So, um, so are you going to be on, um, um, the, um, America's Ninja, uh, Ninja Warrior? so so funny you mentioned that and we're talking about failure so i was actually on last year it went terribly i basically fell immediately it was a complete disaster probably my worst physical performance in my entire life and it's broadcast on nbc so there was that um i actually haven't talked about it on the podcast before side note um (laughs) just because i didn't have much to say about it it was just like i'm not even sure what happened i fell so I just kind of like oh, I was no. like, I don't I don't know. If, I don't even know if I want to say anything. Um just, yeah, I just didn't have any okay. I didn't have any anything valuable to say, so I just didn't share much on it. Um and then again, since you asked me directly, uh I did get selected for this season, so season 14. So it films nice. so you in a
1: redemption.
0: I mean that's the plan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or we fail again and it's a complete disaster again. But the plan is redemption. <laughs> <laughs> So the, uh, yeah, that films, um, end That's of awesome. March, end of In March, March. Of films. So, um, the, so m- my specialty is, uh, our listeners who regularly listen to this, right? So I can run for a really long time, uh, which there's a lot of people can run further and faster than me. Um, uh, but I can also do obstacles pretty well. Um, the, where I'm really good is that, that cross section, right? So if you can run further than me, you probably can't do obstacles as well as me. And if you can do obstacles better than me, you probably can't run as far as me. So that's why that 24 hour world's toughest mutter. I, I'm, I'm in that top ten. Uh, I've been in the top 10 three times as a team. We came in first and second uh, two different years. So um, yeah, that's it, kind of my it, specialty.
1: Dude, look at you. You're like you're like the like, you're like the Tom Cruise.
0: In top <laughs> 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 um, so, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell a quick embarrassing story about myself. Um, just to show some contrast, right? So, I don't I don't know if you'll if you'll remember this. So growing up, we were, you know, me and you were like, it was me, you, me and you were basically inseparable for in Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts yes. uh, for a good chunk of the time. And uh, I'm going to tell a couple stories here. One, um, I never felt like we were in competition, but if you started like getting more merit badges than me, I would feel like I'm getting left behind. So, you know, I think like it drove me to push harder. Right. And, uh, so it was just yeah. thank you for that. Um, because that, you know, that, that kept me pushing harder. And I, I think this, again, the same thing applies to obstacle racing you surround yourself with a couple of close friends and they get, start getting better at stuff. And you're like, well, now I can't get left behind. So you, you got to step up your game.
1: So I'm always doing that. Yeah. That, that's awesome, dude. That's great. Awesome. So that,
0: that, that was like one of the driving factors, especially in like the early, uh, first couple of years of boy Scouts, um, that made me push harder and kind of uh, try to keep up with you. And then two, the people who might be surprised to know is like, no, I'm not, I'm I'm not there yet. (laughs) 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 So you were always, you were always the physically stronger one, uh, growing up through, uh, Boy Scouts. Uh, yeah, not anymore. (laughs) 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 So I remember, um, we were going through, it was called the personal fitness or personal something merit badge. And we had to do pull-ups. Do you remember this? So we had to do pull-ups and they, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, 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 maybe, yeah.
0: So, and it was like the, the merit class was like two or three people. It was like me, you, and maybe one other person. So they, they have us do like five pull-ups and you got your five and I'm, I'm not strong. And I did like two and a half, maybe, maybe <laughs> I got, maybe I got three. I don't know. Couldn't do it. Right. Yeah. And I was just like. You know, I don't think and I was like, crying, but I was on the verge of crying, right? Like boo-boo lipped, sad, you know, and the instructor's like, you can try again tomorrow. And I came back the next day and I think I did three and a half or something. Again, poor form pull-ups. And uh the instructor gave it to me. He he signed off. He was like, you know, you got you, you fulfilled the requirement, probably because oh, yes. he felt bad.
1: And I was like, That's
0: bullshit. He didn't do <laughs> <laughs> So you do remember, you do remember. <laughs> but yeah, like um
1: uh, <laughs> you know, Yo, man, it's so funny. That, that's just me, man. Don't not like I just did that to a kid in school like last week. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do his work. And I was like, dude, you didn't do your fucking work. I was like, yo, yeah, man, you have like I did. The, I was like, I called him out the exact same way, man. I swear, <laughs> that's just me, dude. I was yeah. like, you didn't do it. I was like, fine. But I, I'd say I was like, fine, here you go. But, you know, you got to you got to do it. And I hope that's the way that I come off. Sometimes I like my, I come off very aggressive like that, man. I'm very sorry for
0: that. No, I, no, I, I, you don't have to apologize for that. You don't have to apologize, but it's, I, you know, but I, I is like <laughs> <laughs> early memories <laughs> and it's just kind of funny that like, uh, you know, it, again, we talk about like failing and then not wanting to fail again, like ancient memory from Boy Scouts. Like, I remember that. And I was like, well, I gotta, I gotta get better at pull-ups and you know, that's awesome. Obviously and how, I
1: did. How do you motivated you to do something good, man? Like that's the way that I did too. I know I had a couple of harsh teachers like uh, music teachers that mm-hmm. were just really like, they were strict. Like I was scared to see them. So if I didn't practice, I'd be, I'd be, you know, and that's like some, some kids don't do well under that, you know, and some kids thrive under that. So, or some kids, you know, it seems like I made an impression, you know, I had, I don't know, like, you know, I was bullied, you know, as a kid. I was a little guy, like you were a little guy. So there was, there was so many, there's probably like a lot of psychological things happening there. And, um, you know, I just, you know, want to be, you know, like, you know, I'm, just grow, mature, just be better. So, you know, I'm, I'm just happy that it, it worked out for the
0: good. That's yeah. all. Now, That's we, had, we had a great, we had a great time growing up. Yeah, remember when we went to space camp? Yes. 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 <laughs> I, I think I mentioned that that on the awesome. podcast before. Yeah, we went to space camp. We went to aviation camp. Yep.
1: And we, we got to- blasted. Remember, we got blasted in the very first segment. It's like it's like basically like American Ninja Warrior. Like we just got in and we just got and because I it was so messed up. Like I didn't even really know it had begun. <laughs> did we didn't we didn't even like did we even cross and then come around i guess i don't know maybe we did man but we didn't see him and we got we just got destroyed in the first hour <laughs> and then i was like started up again they were like you we can't i was like come on
0: yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah so elias went you went to space camp with me when we were little, and then a couple of years later we went to something called aviation challenge so essentially it's space camp but fighter pilots and yeah. uh me and you were that parted up me. for everything so you were the pilot and i was the weapons systems deep, officer deep. And we had, a, we had a great time and uh, made friends with a bunch of kids from, like, Texas and all over, all over the you U.S. you in touch with
1: any of
0: those guys or not? <laughs> I keep that, you, you're about the only one. So. And all then right. they, also funny, you know, one of the – uh, part of that aviation challenge was we went through escape and evasion. Do you remember that? They, like – you're supposed to be, really? quote, unquote, like a downed pilot, and you have to, like, evade from point A to point B and, like, crawl through the woods and, like um, – I do remember that, yes. So I, I, you know, fa- fast forward, I don't know how many years, several years, I went through like actual seer school, survival escape resistance invasion for the army. So wow. like I, I do that, that stuff in a real, I'm using air quotes. Yeah, here. man.
1: Yeah. No, but, you're the real deal, man. You went, you did everything. And what, what rank
0: are you? So I'm a major, uh, right now. So, uh, special forces officers, in my MOS, my specialty. So yeah, it's been a. It's been a great career. I got about two, a little over two years left and uh, we'll call it a, we'll call it a day you said move on to other things.
1: I just really, you know, I, I just can't
0: thank you enough, dude, for, for having me here.
1: Yeah. And talking. I mean, this is awesome. I, I just like, it's great to just basically catch up. And I, I mean, I, I'm just very blessed. You know, I've always been blessed, you know, that I am. Um, we threw apples, you know, on my property like, over, oh, remember, we would just, like, take a bite and, like, throw these, like, they they, they, were, they were not even, like, ripe, they were just all sour, and they just throw them, throw them away, man, but, yeah, it's just blessed, yeah, uh, blessed to know you, blessed to be in 568, blessed to be part of St. Paul's, blessed, you know, to, to just, you know, be able to follow my dreams, pursue my passions, have a great family, be supportive, just, and I'm grateful for all of it, so I, uh, I acknowledge that, and, you know, I try to, like I said, try to just get better, be better
0: and see how I can help as many, you know, people as possible. Awesome. Well, thanks again for, ha- thanks again for coming on. It's been great to catch up. My dad listens to the podcast. So he, when I told him I was bringing you on, he was super excited. He, lo- he loves <laughs> catching. <laughs> He loves catching up with the uh, the boy scouts and seeing what people have been up to. Yeah, he
1: drove us everywhere. He was like the first like driver for me. Like he he drove us to all the campsites, man. Like to all the games, football up to you know, up to. Uh, um, where do we go see that? Uh, we saw the Army Navy game. He would always yeah. just—he was there, man. West
0: Point there. hockey. West
1: Point, oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. The best, man. Good stuff. I, I love you, Terry. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for everything. Thank you for being there, man. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, and I think I said I saw your mom at. Uh, she was at the Greek school. Maybe she'd
0: be. Yeah, probably she might have been picking up my uh, niece and nephew. Right. Yeah. I knew it. Right on. Yeah,
1: man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'll be, I'll be looking forward to seeing the, uh, the redemption.
0: I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, not man. Don't yeah. Don't, don't look to. up the last one. The last one is oh, there's not. Man. You don't need to see no. that.
1: Don't
0: that, dude. Uh, all right and then I'll,
1: uh, I'll i'll keep in touch all right
0: Yeah. so for our listeners uh, head over to teamstrengthspeed.com and uh you can pick up any of the books we have on obstacle course racing training uh workout books if you want if any of our any of my old boy scout friends are listening to this or want to hear more about my experiences in the military and some of the charity obstacle course race i've done my biography is Ultra OCR Man from Special Force Soldier, to record-setting obstacle course racer. It's available on Audible, uh, Amazon Digital, and Hard Copy. You can pick it up off the site off or off Amazon. We've got Bleg Mitts back in stock, the obstacle course racing mittens in light and extreme. Uh, you're going to want to get those in before uh, the weather continues to get colder or before uh, Toughest Mudder season rolls around. And then other than that, uh, my new book, On Endurance – Let's see, should be coming out by the time this airs. probably in about two months. So end of April, it, it's going to air. I'm sorry, end of April, the book's going to come out. Uh, so basically what we've done is taken lessons learned from the podcast, from all the uh, endurance athletes and kind of consolidate into a step practical step-by-step guide. And then I've got articles all over the place. Check out OCR buddy, check out um, the OCR report, uh, check out uh, Mudgear's blog, the OCR report. By the time this airs, there should be an article up called the uh, OCR Pro League. Check that out. It's my conceptual idea of how to create a professional obstacle course for league with using very low cost. And then other than that, uh, if it, I'm not sure if it'll air at this point, but I was on uh, World's Toughest Podcast with Will Hicks. So make sure you check that out. And then go back in time and check out Obstacle Running Adventures. We had They had Thomas Plush on, Metal Gear Battle Alliance Pro, talking about Casey Timber Challenge. All right. I think that's enough. Um, me telling you to go look at other stuff. Well, uh, thanks again, Elias for coming on. It's Thank great you. Yeah. And you. anybody
1: listening in Los Angeles, man, come oh. out April. We got a show in, uh, at the yeah, rainbow give, Room.
0: Yeah. Give it, give us some, uh, give us some plug. I forgot to ask, I'd give me your social, social media accounts or where we're going to follow crazy town and all that, all that good stuff.
1: And I know all that sort of stuff, man. I don't give a shit about that. I'm just saying, if you want to come out and party with us in April, we're going to be in Los Angeles, uh, in Hollywood on the sunset strip. So holler
0: at your boy. Awesome. Awesome. All right. We will catch you later. Thanks again for coming on. So sometimes I we keep talking to our guests after the recording has ended. And this is crazy. So we're gonna re- replay the conversation we just had. Listen,
1: so, I started it and I said,
0: So uh have you ever heard of Stephanie Bishop? So Steph he asked me, not not the other way around. So he asked me if I know Stephanie Bishop. I'm only he, I only
1: asked that because I know that she you know, I see that she has a profile. I see her doing a lot of these competitions, and I, that's why I, I asked.
0: So if anyone's not following Stephanie Bishop, uh, winner of World's Toughest Mudder, what year was that? Uh, 2017, I think, that's Las dope. Vegas.
1: By the way, I didn't know that. Steph, great job.
0: So, and and then, uh, Elias, you had a story about Stephanie Bishop from your childhood. So, yes, uh,
1: yeah, I had a quick story. Um well, I mean, there's some. Well, they're both embarrassing. I have two actually. <laughs> so, one was like it was Halloween, and I got I got jumped, and like kids like threw pumpkins at me and stole my candy. <laughs> and then the next day, everyone heard about it. Obviously, um, I was with uh, Ryan Morrison and Chris Hackett, I believe. And she came in the next day, and she brought me some of her candy. How kind is that?
0: That's awesome. So she's still a super nice person. Uh, yeah. Good to see that that, that, yeah, that was awesome. still the case back yeah, then. that's
1: definitely her. Her family's dope. Um, and then the other one is really more embarrassing. It was like the like red versus blue or like, like, like talk about how competitive I was as, as a kid. So I like, I like, you know, kick the soccer ball and like. Like, uh, I, I could have kicked it anywhere in the net, but somehow like the worst kid, like the worst kid, like kicked it right to him and we ended up with a, like not tying. It was like right at the last second. And it was Trevor Adler and he was like dreaming. So then like, I like picked him up and like, I like threw him. <laughs> and Stephanie was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: man. Crazy, so, crazy, wow. <laughs> yeah. crazy small world. Um, and again yeah. the, the fact that you asked me not the other way around uh, was pretty wild. So. Yeah, yeah. Well man. Well, see you later. All right, we're gonna get going.